Hey, welcome to the Hot Slice Podcast. This is the podcast by Pizza Today Magazine. So I'm your host, Denise Greer, uh, executive editor here at Pizza Today, and I am with editor-in-chief, Jeremy White. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So guess what? It is March. You know what that means? It is. It's show month. So Pizza Pizza Expo Expo time, which is awesome. Yes, it's coming up at the end of this month. We are um, battening down the hatches and, and... Getting ready, tying up the last little loose ends. Uh, we'll be in Vegas before you know it with 10,000 of our closest friends having the time of our lives. Absolutely. I, I'm so excited for this year. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, and by the way, if you didn't know, we are bringing the podcast to Pizza Expo. Yeah. So we, it will be at the Pizza Today booth because we had so much fun at Pizza and Pasta Northeast in Atlantic City having the show on the show floor that we decided to do that again. So we're bringing it back and we're going to be at the Pizza Today booth doing interviews. So if you want to be on the podcast, drop by the Pizza Today booth. If we're not around, let the um, let the staff know that you want to yeah. be on the podcast and give me your information. I'll try to text you back and we'll try to line something up. It was a really good time last year getting interviews. We also did it in Atlantic City at Pizza yeah. Pasta Northeast. Um, it's just an opportunity to to meet new pizzeria owners that we maybe mm-hmm. have not come into contact with before, learn their stories, uh, get them on. Um, it, it It's a lot of fun. There is a little um, little background noise at times that we may I think that adds with, to but it. It's well <laughs> worth it. it. It adds to the ambiance, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like when you're in a restaurant and you hear the clanging and the banging all around yeah. you. It just, it just adds to the vibe. It's but the it's, excitement it's well of worth it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm excited so. about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great. Speaking of, our guests actually love Expo and they talk they about do. Expo a little bit, and they're excited to come this year too again. So tell they us do. about our guests, Jeremy. So our guests are a uh, Weather Preston and Donna Granger. That is a um, mother and daughter duo. They um, own and operate the the funkiest, coolest named pizzeria <laughs> I've come across yet. I've been in the pizza industry. I'm in my 22nd year. I've covered literally thousands of pizzerias across the country. Uh, Never have I ever come across a pizzeria called (laughs) Cross-Eyed Cow Pizza until uh, Weather and I started chatting recently. So Cross-Eyed Cow Pizza. What a name. What a name. It's in Oro Grande, California, which is um, in the Mojave Desert. It's directly off of uh, very iconic Route 66 in between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you go check out their Instagram, look at the, yeah, the website. Pizza website, um, you'll quickly get a feel for just how funky and hip and cool this little pizza place in the Mojave Desert happens to be. It's really, it, it's got a vibe, Denise. Yeah, There's no other way sure. to say it. Really yeah, cool. For sure. And you know what's funny is you, you sent me the link. You're like, hey, you got to check this out. We're going to have them on the show. And I went and looked at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go there. This is awesome. It's so cool. It's just, you know, I think about destination pizzerias and we actually did an article one time where we went and looked at some of the the funkiest different pizzerias around the country Mm -hmm. that have become destinations. And this just screams destination. They're on Route 66. They've got a funky like shop slash uh, just artsy, whimsical, Mm -hmm. They've got a cow on the top of it. 
<laughs> on top of the um, on top of the shop. So it's just it's just so funky and it's so cool. And they actually take that to their menu too. Their menu's filled with you know funky pizza toppings, funky mm-hmm. pizza options. So they've yeah. really just taken the holistic look at hey, if we're gonna go funky, we're just gonna go funky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they've got a canary yellow bus out front, which, um, well, I'll let them tell the story. The bus yes. has had an, an, interesting, <laughs> an interesting past and an interesting uh, life as a uh, billboard, let's say. Absolutely. Well, let's just dive in because it was such a good yeah. conversation with them and I, I just want to get right into it. Yeah, let's get them on. With extraordinary pizza cheese comes extraordinary rewards. Only Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese offers the Gold Club Rewards Program with a monthly cash back on every cheese purchase. Members also receive funds twice a year to use in their exclusive marketing store. It's their way of saying grazie to customers. Schedule a demonstration at BaccioCheese.com slash hot slice and discover how rewarding Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese can be. Pizza is your legacy. Build it with Baccio. Looking to grow your pizzeria or restaurant? Then you'll want to try the power of a cloud-based POS system. With Hunger Rush, you'll get everything you need. This fully integrated restaurant management system allows you to easily streamline operations, accelerate the delivery process, and grow your business through Hunger Rush 360 marketing. And it's so easy to use. Want AI-powered text ordering? It's built in. Need to track orders? No problem. Schedule a personalized demo at HungerRush.com today. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. So I wanted to ask you about your location. You are located in between... Los Angeles and Las Vegas on a very um, cool highway, and you have mm-hmm. a really cool just ambiance all around. Tell us a little bit about your location. Okay, uh, yeah, we are located on Route 66. Um, we are right on Route 66, so that is awesome. We are in Oro Grande, which means big gold. It was an old mining town in 1860. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, the town itself is a Fairly small though. It's about a thousand fifty-eight people. Wow! Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and most of the people have lived in those same homes their entire lives. Their grandparents lived there. Yeah, yeah. There's a big cement plant. Um, so it was originally they were trying looking for gold, but they found that lime in the in the mountains. So Mm -hmm. you know, um, the big cement plant moved in and it expanded, and we get all the workers, and then uh. I actually, there's a little charter school that started up in the same town and I took a leap of faith and transferred when I was in middle school and it's, that has expanded a lot as well. So it's brought a lot of growth to the community itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the school has um, probably a few thousand people that come into the city, you know, wow. it goes all the way from pre-K through high school and they're mm-hmm. opening up a trade school. Yeah. To be oh, honest, wow. different trades like welding, auto, you know, mm-hmm. some of the things that we had many, many years ago in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember. <laughs> Probably <laughs> yeah. <getting> young. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a lot of people drive 66 because it's mm-hmm. it, it's iconic. It's, you know, Americana. Um, do you get tourists from 
Los Angeles, Vegas, and really from all over that are driving the highway that just don't even know you exist until they drive by and see all the all the funkiness going on? Yeah, so um, there's a little spot uh, not too far up the road. It's a bottle tree ranch, and this old older couple does a lot of art installations, and it's all made with recycled bottles. So that kind of helped us. We we live in a community right by there, so that's kind of where we we came up with the location. So we get I actually get people from all around the world that travel yeah. to stop wow. I just, I just had somebody the other day that uh, asked me if I spoke French or, or Spanish. And I, you know, I speak very minimal. I mean, I'm Southern California, so I can say my numbers and <laughs> stuff like that. But they're, I just, you know, very often I have to have them point to the menu and just tell me, you know, the sizes are up on the wall, which size it is, you know. So I get travelers from everywhere. It's awesome. It's really cool being on, on that uh, Route 66, yeah. And, you know, people that do that route, it's kind of um, a they they communicate through social media a lot about places to stop and see. Yeah. So we've gotten a lot of from that over the last few years of like, you know, knowing where to stop. People say they hear it from yeah. other people. So well, and you're you're very photo, you know, you're very Instagrammable, your location. Yes. I, I looked at the outside of it and the inside. I mean, it is it's just one Instagram after another. It's just beautiful. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that so uh, other operators can hear about it because I, I love what you did, what you've done. Well, Grace's dad, my husband, he is all about repurposing. Everything has two uses. Is, yes, is his motto. And so it was like Grace. Uh, Gracie, well, I think she might have mentioned that it was a Studebaker repair shop. Yeah, so, that's so cool. back in. Back in the early 1900s, cars couldn't go very far without changing tires or belts and things like that. So there were garages all along Route 66. So when we first bought the building uh, 15 years ago, he put a cow on top and we had different people renting and leasing. And it was just kind of a just something we didn't think much about. Then the high school started, the school started expanding and my husband said, we should open a pizza place, you know, it's yeah. neither, school. neither of us had ever been in the restaurant business <laughs> during college. I think he worked at KFC and I was, I think a waitress for a little while, but mm -hmm. so we decided to renovate it. Started in 2010. Gracie was a teenager and we went with the cow being on top. My husband kind of started renovating it more towards a barn. Because over the years after the Studebaker garage in the early 1900s, it had been more towards a, a barn type thing since mm. the area was a little bit more farm friendly. And um, he just started, you know, collecting things and putting things on and having murals put up. And, you know, we have some really quirky things inside. Gracie can tell you a little bit about the dining room things we have inside yeah when you first walk in i mean the first thing everybody notices is uh we have an airplane wing that uh doubles as our front counter. oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome uh, so that's like that catches your eye immediately but um we also have some waiting seats that are old theater seats from the 1950s mm -hmm. um from rialto um, mm -hmm. so everything is kind of locally sourced for the most part um all of our booths are uh, from the 1900s, early 1900s, from the Corona uh, Railroad Station, right? Yeah, they were the oh, that's cool. And my husband went down and we picked them up and he refinished all them because they're made out of California oak, which is very, very strong. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then we just had to reupholster it. And then because they were lower, 
we had to put dividers between them because, you know, people want dividers nowadays. And so my husband didn't want a traditional type of divider. So we went to the thrift store and bought butter knives and we yeah. had them welded yeah. between the booths so that it would be a little bit of a buffer. And then we did things like um, we, my husband owned a racetrack. He was really into cars. So he would get car parts. We have some DeSoto grill. And we have a little bar made out of the uh, bumper and mm -hmm. things like that. You know, just um, he, he's got surfboards outside that he's repurposed into tables, tractor yeah. seats and things yeah. of that nature. Like you were saying, just for photo opportunities and, you know, to get people talking. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've been there 10 years. And so the first few years, you guys obviously have been in, in the restaurant industry. You know how difficult it is to open up a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And yeah. I have to say, thank goodness for Pizza Expo. I'm, I uh, really cannot say enough yeah. about Pizza Expo because we heard about that. And before we opened for a few years, we would go and we would take all the classes. We got all, all the CDs from Big Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Big Dave. Uh-huh. And we yeah. would listen to those. And, you know, we were such, I, I'm an interior designer. And he had a racetrack with very hard workers for thinking, oh, we can do anything. Not prepared for the <laughs> restaurant industry. Yeah. Restaurants hard. Uh, they are tough. very difficult. I tell people all the time, you, you just do not realize how difficult it is to get food out to a person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I tell people all the time, a restaurant is manufacturing mm -hmm. and it's wholesale. And it's retail, yeah. all the above. All and, you're yeah. dealing, and you're dealing with things that could cause people to get sick. Mm -hmm. And you're dealing oh, with the public. I mean, it's almost every yeah. every aspect of a small business usually mm -hmm. has little niches. Like yeah, a exactly. Or a wholesale. But a restaurant is all the above. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and not coming from a restaurant background, um, how, how in the world did you decide what kind of pizza to serve and what are you serving? Well, that was really the interesting part. We had a little magazine called Go Racing and we traveled a lot doing conventions and things promoting the magazine. And so everywhere we would go, we would go to the hotel and say, tell us the best pizza place. And yeah. I kept a little journal in my purse and we would go. And we decided a long time ago that, you know, instead of having Detroit pizza our you know, New York pizza are some of the staples of the pizza industry. We would have pizza that we both loved. You know? yeah. So we kept little journals of restaurants that, oh, we like that crust. Or my husband, he was very good about going and talking to the chef and asking if he could go through, walk through the kitchen, things like that. Mm -hmm. And we just started keeping little notes. And then when we started opening, we tried different recipes with the kids and, you uh -huh. know, that's kind of how it started. And we, I did want, I, I, one thing I was adamant on, I didn't want to do anything frozen. I wanted it to be all fresh and keep it simple was our motto. Yeah. Kiss, mm -hmm. keep it simple, yep. stupid. Yep. You know, we kind of followed the uh, In-N-Out. If you've heard of In-N-Out Burger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, In-N-Out Burger is a staple here in California and they yeah. don't serve anything yeah. but burgers. Yeah. yeah. They never got into appetizers or anything like that so we keep ours it's pizza it's subs it's salads yeah you know i like that yeah and the and the pizza style is just very very different i think than anything else out here as well we we have it it's, it's crispy i mean we keep we keep it everything is the same we don't do thick crust we'll do thin but we don't do thick at all 
We don't vary from anything. And we have very different ingredients, very different recipes for some funky pizzas that we've come up with. So as a family, I feel like it was definitely a contribution from everybody in the family because we all have such different tastes and different mm-hmm. opinions, you know? So we have an old double oven flagette. That's probably oh, yeah. good 40, 30, 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, those things are, and we have an old well seasoned. Yeah, well seasoned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we have an old whole bar from that we purchased those. Of course, when we first opened, it always costs more money than you think. Right. So as it got yeah. time to do the kitchen, we decided to just buy used. And over the mm-hmm. years, 10 years, as things we've replaced things, but we still have the Hobart and we still have the Blodgett because those, <laughs> those things are just staples. I mean, they just, they're like an old farm tractor. They just go yeah. for hours. <laughs> yeah, they're tanks. They were very yeah. well built. And they, they I mean, I've seen them um, much older than yours, uh, still in very good operational use. So they, I walked into a pizzeria that still had one from like 19, I'm thinking even late 40s, early 50s. I walked wow. into one that had one that yeah. old. So, you know, we, get, we, go to, we go to Pizza Expo every year and you get, you know, you get like just kind of stars in your eyes about shopping, you know, everything. Right. <laughs> and it's, you know, the Hobarts are also beautiful, you know, they make them all painted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I always tell them, oh, we should get my husband says, we are not getting a new Hobart. <laughs> You're like, I want a new one, but I don't need a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you definitely have a very funky vibe. And yes. um, I wanted to ask you, because we were talking, Denise and I, and um, our um, creative director, uh, Josh Callen, we're all talking in preparation to set up this podcast that we've decided, we've come across thousands of pizzerias across the country for, for decades. We've decided you have the funkiest, coolest pizzeria name we've seen to date. Um, <laughs> But you, you know, we kind of actually joked around. It was between you guys and uh, Village Idiot in South yeah, Carolina. But so where where in the heck did you come up with the name? What's it mean? Where'd you come up with it? Why? Tell us all about it. <laughs> we get that question all the time. Um, so basically, my mom mentioned earlier, it was an old barn style building. Um, so my dad had this crazy idea to put a silver ugly cow on top i hated the color of the cow when he first put it up there i was so embarrassed in high school um and everyone's stopping to take pictures of this ugly cow i'm like what's going on so um yeah so we've just wanted to incorporate the cow in the barn somehow so we're all sitting around the dinner table me my mom my dad my brothers and we're just Spitballing names, you know, mad cow, cookie cow, all these different things. Crazy cow. Crazy cow. <laughs> and I don't know, my dad, my dad, yeah, he just spit, like, says cross-eyed cow or something. And we're all like, what? You know? So then we Google it, and it had no search results on Google. So that was when we decided that that was it. You know, that's, yeah. that's the one. And then we, we, my husband pushed Gracie up on the roof of the building and made her paint of psychedelic. Yeah, because I hated the color. So that was, I guess, my punishment for talking, talking poorly about the cow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, funny now, also, people in the in the high desert, we're in a community with lots of little small towns in the high mm-hmm. desert on the way to Vegas. Everyone refers to it as the cow. The cow. The yeah. cow. I love it. You, have, you built a brand by spitballing with your family around the dinner table and just simply brainstorming off the cuff, you actually built a very unique 
brand. Um, some people would pay a PR agency thousands and thousands of dollars for unique branding and you just kind of, you know, pulled it out of your hat really quickly. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, you know how that is too. When you're starting a business, there's not thousands of dollars to do things like that. Right, right. <laughs> and my parents are very creative. I mean, as you can see in some of the photos and stuff, yeah. I mean, there's just a yin and a yang that works out between the two of them. My stepdad being the off off the wall, I mean, crazy creative, and he's so quiet you wouldn't even know. <laughs> uh, for years, all my friends thought he was mute, and then here we are. <laughs> You know, and it's just, it works, you know, it works when you kind of bring everyone together and you kind of let the creativity like flow in such a free way. No one has to worry about sounding mm -hmm. crazy or stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just kind of that conversation. Th thank God for the internet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. You know, was... I would have been stuck at the library. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, as we talk about branding, you know, I think about marketing and you, you guys are in a really small town, uh, but on a destination highway, you know, mm. what is your marketing and what's your customer base like? You know, do you have a lot of locals or is it mm -hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of visitors like uh, what's kind of the makeup? Yeah. Um, so I I am the one that's usually in charge of the marketing. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, trial and error with that. I, yeah. I, I stay up to date with what's going on in the community. I try to go to local events and mm -hmm. get my name out there. I'm a part of the chamber. Um, so I go to those events a lot. Um, and it's just, it's just kind of banking on whatever I, you know, whatever comes to mind, I guess. It's like we have so many things and so many different ways that we try to, Stay relevant and stay yeah, on people's local radio. Radio, yeah. yeah. I paper, local newspapers. I do uh, live event, live music events. I, I do it during spring and summer. I have local musicians come out. I have a big event that we're planning in April. We provide vendor spots for, you know, people that do crafts and different That's things fun. like that. Yeah. What is it called? What is it? Is it a... It's called the Oro Grande Roundup, right? Oh, it's kind of a cowboy town, yeah. so mm -hmm. we have farms and things. So we do, you know, things related to to cowboys in eight, early 1800s and, yeah. uh, you know, cornhole and uh, <laughs> contest, pin to tell on the cow. And, uh, <laughs> now, do you charge for those vendors to come in and work with you or do you just allow them free setup? Like, uh, how does that work to have that kind so, of an event? We do. We charge them a, a little fee for vendors, but and the car show and the car show. Uh, but mm -hmm. we partner with Cal Portland, which is the big cement plant, mm -hmm. and all, all the proceeds go actually back to the community. So last yes. year we did a scholarship program for the high school kids mm -hmm. uh, in the area, and then this year we are actually revitalizing the local post office, which is the landscaping. The landscaping, yeah, it's it's basically nice. a central community spot for people mm -hmm. like. The lady that works there brings our packages to us, you know, yeah, exactly. like, calls, <laughs> calls us when we have things, you know, because we do, we did used to get our, um, from the Pizza Expo, actually, our um, gluten-free yeah. um, the mail. Yeah. So she would call us the day that the gluten-free came in, so we'd have to go pick it up. Or she'd drop it off. <laughs> yeah. That's small town, right? Yeah, yeah, that is small town. Hey, the gluten-free's here. Yeah. <laughs> <I> get it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we do, we do charge a little fee for those things, but it, everything tries to go back into the community and in, in any way possible. So yeah, as far as marketing goes, that's kind of how we 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 keep 
keep pushing forward, I would say, is just mm-hmm. keep finding new ways to provide for our area and get on the map, but also, you know, take care of the people that were there from day one and, you know, yes. support us through all this. My yeah. husband calls it guerrilla advertising. Anything yeah. you can do that's, you know, send Gracie out to, <laughs> to talk to people or yeah. that kind of thing. Does it cost money? <laughs> nice, nice. You have the old 74 uh, Volkswagen bus too that we uh, take to car shows and different things. It says cross-eyed cow pizza on the side. Nice. And it has, um, what's what's that guy with the guy? guy, guy has oh, I think I saw that in your photo. It has Brad Pitt's awesome. picture on it because I love Brad Pitt. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the bus. I had planned to ask about that. I had seen photos of it um, online and I was curious what you did with it because it didn't appear to be an actual food truck correct yeah no, no, no it's not no. a food truck yeah well, um i actually bought that bus when i was uh, 16 years old for like 600 dollars the pomona swamp me it was an absolute garbage can uh, it had <laughs> it had an old motor in the back seat for parts um so i had it towed up here i don't know i just i worked towards that i wanted it i was really into hippie stuff i don't know um, so my dad made me a deal that uh, if I cleaned it out, he would get it running, at least somewhat running, and teach me how to drive a stick shift on it. Yeah. So we're out at the go-kart track, and I'm there every day during the summer, ripping out the liner, cleaning it out, and uh, finally get it up and running, and I got to drive it five miles per hour around the go-kart track, and I was so thrilled. But, you know, <laughs> I got to a point, there wasn't much else I could do on it. It wasn't safe. It wasn't for, safe for her to drive. Yeah. So. so Jim kind of got it up and running. He painted it the original uh, canary yellow color, got the hubcaps on it. And we slapped it out in front of the building when we opened. And it was kind of like our stable piece. We took it mm-hmm. to events like Trunk and Treat and festivals mm-hmm. yeah. and things like that to promote the business. And then it was stolen. <laughs> Two years oh, no. Yeah, a few years after we opened, it was stolen right from out front. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I was in the restaurant one day and I get a phone call from some lady and she asked me, does your van have cow print interior, cow print seats? I said, yep, that's it. And she goes, I am following it on the freeway and I'm not going to stop until the police show up. It was so crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. I'm on one line with her, one line with the police. They're telling me to tell her to stop. She's like, I'm not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> so we managed to get it back. It was painted with house paint and we lost all the emblems and yeah, everything that was in it, other than the Calpin interior that, that managed to survive. But um a lot of the local businesses actually uh, donated. They worked on it, got it up and running for us, and wrapped it and wrapped it for us. So that oh, day. that's yeah. awesome! Yeah. Wow, way to come uh, together again, as a community. Community, yeah, community is really big up here. So. <laughs> that's quite a story. So, yeah. speaking of your community, I wanted to ask because you're in a small town, a little over a thousand people. How many restaurants are there? And um, obviously you probably such a small community, you're friends with them all, but you're also competing for, for the dining dollar. Um, what's the competition like in your town? So in Oral Grande itself is very, very small. Like I said, uh, mm-hmm. you can miss it if you blink. Uh, we are the only restaurants in Oral Grande. Uh, okay. so for years we used to say, Oh, that's pizza in Oral Grande. <laughs> 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 you can get away with it. But there's, um, there's neighboring um, cities that, you know, there's a, quite a few. Sure. 
mom and pops, and then we have, you know, a couple bigger names. That, we have the freeway that goes through the high yeah. desert, so we have all the franchises along yeah. the freeway. and Right off the, yeah. So, you know, that's another thing about Pizza Expo that I love, you know, yeah. because it, you know, it really caters to the independent. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, you know, when COVID hit, you know, everyone else has all these departments to yeah. help them. Right. And, you know, small franchises. What do we have? We had Pizza Expo. We had our local, you know, government that we could call yeah. and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, there was no department to call mm-hmm. to help. So. Right. (laughs) That's why we exist. I love the plug. How was the pandemic on your business? Um, A a lot of people actually came out on the, a lot of pizzerias came out on the other end a little better, honestly. Yes, we did. How did you turn it? Yeah. You know, I was really worried because of course the first thing you worry about is your employees and I did lose a few employees uh, during that time. But yeah, you know, we, you know, we weren't like Kentucky and, in the South, we were closed for, this state was closed for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't do anything but pickups. And then they allowed us to have outdoor dining. So we did have the outdoor dining outside. Yeah. Um, but that was, you know, nine months into it. You and know? you guys don't deliver, correct? We don't deliver, mm-hmm. no. Um, but we do use some of the outside, you know, delivery. Mm-hmm. And some of that, but I didn't know if they'd have that in your town. That's awesome. Well, that was the thing. It, <laughs> it, it, it was very sporadic with yeah. getting that. Um, and our, it's a very, uh, the area is broad as far as, I like, bet. you know, miles. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we did come out better. And my, my husband just kept saying, you know, we can't close because once you close, it's hard to get back open. So we had right. to do whatever we all could yeah. to stay open. And then, of course, also getting product was yeah. difficult. Yeah. So there was a lot of driving to pick up things during those yeah. times, you know. Um, it was difficult, but our numbers really did well in 21. From 20 to 21, um, it was a big jump in 21 for us. We've settled back down now, you know, mm-hmm. because things, other restaurants are open and everything's open yeah. now. So, um, but I think just the fact that we made it through that and, People do remember that because, of course, being up here, you're the type of person that wanted to have food and there wasn't yeah. that many places open. I think yeah. We, yeah. we had to definitely re-strategize when everything couldn't happen. We definitely had to, again, think outside of the box, which luckily my parents are really good at. Um, mm-hmm. But we worked with, again, the community. We worked with the local um, local bars or different things, yeah. different events. And, and we actually did more catering. You know, mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of the catering and I promoted that a little, a little bit more. Uh, so it was just kind of taking that, taking for what it was, taking the situation and doing our best to push forward and stay open. Stay open. As you look forward, you know, um, you know, what's the next 12 months? What are you looking forward to in the next, say, 12 months? What's what's that look like for you? I'd say the next few years for the me, next few my years. husband and I are in our 60s. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for 10 years. Um, we had talked about selling it at some point. Gracie went off to college and things and mm-hmm. then came back and started working. And so now our our strategy is for the younger generation to take more of a role in nice. us to step back over the next few years. I mean, we'll always be here. But, you know, the one thing about selling a business, too, is you put your heart and soul into building it. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like your yeah. baby. 
know, it is. and then you give it to somebody and they don't take care of it. it yeah. It'd be devastating to us. So mm-hmm. keeping it in the family is very important. We have four kids. This one will probably be that she's been there the longest working. The rest don't want to work in it. They're in San Francisco and other areas. And yeah. mm-hmm. so um, I think that's our, you know, getting Gracie. She's 28 years old. She's still very young. But uh, that and marketing, you know, marketing has changed so much. Mm-hmm. And um, we're really looking forward again to Pizza Expo. We get a lot of information there. And Gracie takes yeah. classes and yeah. things on. You know, because she doesn't have a marketing degree, but she takes classes and things. Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely think for me, looking forward, as far as this goes, last year was my first Pizza Expo. And I was already ready to take on this role. You know, I see the legacy that my, my parents have built. And I, there's no way in it. No way I would let them sell it. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I had to get on that roof and paint that cow. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I definitely, I learned so much last year. And as far as this goes, I just want to, I want to take what they, they made and mm-hmm. push it to the level that it, it deserves to be at. And, you Some know. Young blood. Yeah, I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. You, you need that energy yeah. and enthusiasm in order yeah. to pull that off. You need energy and enthusiasm. Don't so sure. ask me about second location. No way. And different things like that. <laughs> I don't ever want to say no. You know, I don't ever want to say no to that because I don't know what I'm capable of exactly. I know I can do anything, but. I like nice. I like being on Route 66, and I like I like being you know one of a kind, and I just think it'd be really hard to replicate that and put it in a different place, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to I take what you. we already have and and keep pushing for it and keep the growth and you know be a destination stop for everybody. If you hear Route 66, you know. And I right want now. grandchildren, so <laughs> I don't want to work so hard. <laughs> I got you. All right, well, and I know. Succession like planning. a true mother right there. Yeah, so succession planning is is really it's a trying thing. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to to mm-hmm. organize. It's it takes a lot of paperwork and making things happen. Um, so you've got you've got some big goals ahead of you to, yeah. to tackle. So it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting. I can't wait to see what you do. Uh, yeah. and, and I can't wait to see how you develop uh, develop the business at the as the second generation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's so many places, um, you know, that we go visit that it's second and third generation restaurants. Oh, yeah. We try to hit those whenever we're on the road, you know, which has been around 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It it really is. It's all about that dining experience with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Rather than, you know, I know Pigs Expo always uses, you know, Applebee's and some of the franchises. And the reason why they're so successful is you know what you're getting. Yeah. There's no guesswork. Consistency. And, you know, with a small business, you you guys have been in it. You know, there's, there's always problems. Always. Yeah. You're always putting out a fire. I think that's the one thing I try to tell Gracie all the time, which it will take her years to learn is you, when you're working for someone and a problem exists, it comes up and you try to solve it. And you can't solve it. Sometimes you throw it back to the owner or to the boss. Yeah. Well, when you're the boss. There's no throwing. Figure it out. You have you have to figure out how to solve. Right. It, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Right. There's no going above you. Yeah. 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 You know, anticipate the worst and hope for the best. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 
That's awesome. Well, we hope to, so we'll see you at Expo this year, correct? Yeah, yeah. we definitely will. Awesome. Yeah. So well, make sure you stop by the Pizza Today booth and say hello. Yeah, come, come give us a big hug, say yeah, hello. So meet, meet you in to person. see you guys in person. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Exactly. Um, well, thanks, thanks for having us. Yes, yeah, thank absolutely. Thank you for, uh, so I know it was yourself. early morning for you. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming up and, uh, and meeting with us this morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank absolutely. you. All right. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. You thank too. You enjoy the weather. Yeah. yeah, we shall do. Thank you. <laughs> All right. See you. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.